Hi there, and welcome to this week's JersNet podcast. been another big week at Ibrox. Murray is gone and Stevie Gerrard is in and also there was a small matter of beating Kilmarnock at Ibrox on Saturday and we have two crucial games to come against Aberdeen and Hibs in the next week. So lots to get through on the show this week so we won't hang about. Joining me to discuss the events at uh, Ibrox this week is Jersnet stalwart David Tomlinson aka Pete. How are we Pete? Yeah great, doing fine. Doing fine. Yeah. How's the weather over in Germany? Yeah, it's still great. Still great. I'm, I'm fine. I'm, I'm actually frightened that it's that good that we're going to end up with a horrible summer. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, well, even the positives are negative. Sorry. <laughs> you can't rub my nose in it this week because we're getting some good weather and all. I was away fishing today and it was it was uh, it was scorchio. So you can't slag me about barbecues and all that sort of part of this week. I normally uh, just catch a cold. Eh? <laughs> Uh, and also joining me this week, and, and for the first time on the Jersnet podcast, showing that we're uh, ahead of the curve, uh, to see what I've done there, uh, we have a female guest, uh, so I'd like to be the first to, to give a big Jersnet welcome to Christine Somerville. Hello Christine, how are you? Hello, how are you? Not bad, are you looking forward to your Jersnet debut? Um, with some trepidation I would say, but um, let's, um, what is it they say, let's go? Let's go. Yeah, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. The, the gaffer's not in this week. Stuart's not here, so you tend to find when Stuart's not here, we get away with a lot more. Oh well, that's you know, good. He's he's a gaffer, so when he's not here, we just we just go. Yeah. There's also another first and a female first in football this week. Uh, I don't know if you've seen this. Sabutio have introduced their first female football teams to the to the, the iconic game. So Jersnet podcast and Sabutio championing women in, uh, in football today since 2018. So there you go. Straight into it with the game against Killer yesterday. Uh, I have to say it's one of those games where I've had a few of these games in years. You know, I go to most home games and every now and again you get one of those games when, you know, maybe about 20 minutes, half an hour into the, the first half, you're like, what am I doing here? This is awful. And uh, it was one of those. It really was. It was one of those. I, I, I thought the players would have given, you know, there'd, there'd been a wee bit of reaction to the announcement from uh, on, on Stevie G, which we'll, we'll go on to talk about later in the show. And there was just none of that. It was just a really, really, really poor performance. That said, though, we got the win. Uh, Pete, I'll come to you first. What was, what was your overall views of the game and performance? Well, I think it was uh, the same as yours. You could have actually taken the penalty areas away. Now we've got an, an advert on uh, on television with, for Specsavers where they put the, the penalty box at the side of the park instead of where it should be. And that's what it was like. You could have taken the two penalty boxes away and there was there would nobody get into them. All the all the, the all the action seemed to be in the, 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 the two thirds of the park outside the penalty box. And uh, yeah, that was really yeah, actually boring. I kinda disagree. It was it was it was really poor. It, if, if, if I was going to put Rangers a break in anyway, I mean, Kelly were maybe a wee bit overly physical at times. Just I mean, they, they never really came to to win the game. I thought, you know, they just set themselves their stall out to be difficult to beat. But even still, I, I did expect more of a reaction from the Rangers players yesterday, and it was I, I thought it was a wee bit poor that it never came. It kind of felt that actually some of those players already believe that they're not going to be there next season. 
Christine, coming to you. Hey, obviously, Jimmy Nicol took the team yesterday after after Murray was removed from post earlier in the week. He went with four four two, brought David Bates back into the side, uh, and and started with Morelos and Cummins up front. Did you think you got it right? Uh, I, I was quite encouraged when I saw four four two, but obviously things went a different way. Yeah, I was quite um, encouraged too because I do like Cummings. Um, I hated him when he played for Hibs, but I think that was because he always seemed to do very well against us. Um, and I was quite pleased that he got the opportunity yesterday. But having said that, it just didn't work in the first half. Um, there was nothing going on, really. Um, I mean, I think I was looking at the stats today. We had one shot on target the whole game. And... Uh, you know, that's that's pretty disappointing. I was glad to see David Bates back, even although he's he's obviously going. Um, I think Russell Martin, although he's in loan, I think he realised, uh, realizes, and you can tell by his reaction at the end, that he's not going to be here next year. Um, but I think when Ross McCrory came into midfield in the second half, I think we looked a wee bit more positive um, and the other positive for me was I, I thought the goalie had a, a fantastic double save um, in the first half, I think it was. Uh, but other than that, it's, it's hard to actually pick anything out that's, you know, you could say, well, that was really, really good. It was just boring, as somebody else had said. No, I kind of disagree with that, Christine. It was, it, it, it was one of those games where you thought, oh, what am I doing here? Uh, and, and and given the excitement around Rangers, you know, on the Friday with, with, with the announcement with Stephen Gerrard, it, it just felt flat again. You know, I was just really, really thought oh, I was really expecting so much more, and it and it, and it never came. I agree with you. I, I felt a wee bit for Jason Cummins when he went off. When 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 they came back out in the second half, and he taken Cummins off and introduced uh, Ross McCrory, I was a wee bit disappointed because my thinking was. Well, Morelos is suspended for next week. Surely, if you were wanting to give anyone game time, it would be it would be Cummins. But I think it's transpired that Cummins has now come out and said he wasn't feeling very well. He was ill, and and that was the reason behind the substitution. But I think you're right. I think the second half there was a wee bit more in terms of going forward, but not much. I, I genuinely, I, I thought it was a, a really really poor performance. I thought Kelly were quite physical, a wee bit overly physical at at times. I must admit. Uh, I thought the referee, Alan Muir, had an absolute shocker. Uh, Pete, you, how did you view Alan Muir's performance yesterday? Yeah, he had a, pair, uh, a couple of uh, terrible decisions. The one with the corner, we gave a corner where there wasn't a Rangers player near it. It was a shot, a goal, hit the bar, I think. And he said that the keeper touched it. But I think the keeper would need to have been about seven feet tall to touch it. Um, no, he was terrible there. But I'm going to say... Uh, Rangers could have two players sent off and Morelos was one for giving a, a, a I don't know it was a punch or an elbow uh, he got booked for it so luckily he got booked for it but now they can't go take it any further and there was also an instant that Kelly broke and there was a Rangers player and I, I, I didn't quite see who it was I've, I've watched it a few times and the, uh, the, the, the Rangers player tried to kick his legs away from him and he was lucky he missed. Otherwise, we could have had a player sent off there as well. So, even although he was he had a bad game, he had a bad game for everybody, I think, and not just Rangers. 
Well, I, I, the two incidents you're talking about there, uh, Pete, I, 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 I can't recall them, and I'd have to see them again. There was one incident uh, right in front, in front of me. I, I, sat, uh, I sat in the Govan rear, sort of towards the Copeland Road end of the ground, and there was a tackle on uh, Candias just at the corner. Now, from where I was, I'd, I'd have to see it again. I've not seen the highlights, but from where I was, it looked like the, uh, the boy for Kelly had went way over the ball and caught him on the shin. The minute I saw it, I thought, I thought it was an obvious straight red. I thought the boy was going to go. I, I, I can't even mind if he was booked. I, 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 was, I was that incandescent that he never pulled out the red card, but I, I can't even mind if he was booked. He probably was, but uh, when I seen that, I just thought, no, this boy has lost it. And there, was a, there was a period for about 10 minutes in the second half, but it just felt he was getting every call wrong. That one you mentioned with the corner, you know, some real shocking decisions and he was getting the majority of them wrong for me. And obviously as a football fan, you feel that he's getting them wrong against you. I, I, I don't recall seeing too many too many incidents that I felt Rangers were, were you know, overly physical. But I'd have to see the Morelos incident again that you spoke about and that other incident, I haven't seen them. Uh, speaking of Morelos, Christine, uh, I, I thought yesterday again there was another sign. There was, we spoke about this in the podcast a couple of weeks ago. There was images of uh, Morelos when he was warming up. And he just looked like, you know, really petulant, acting up a wee bit and, and just looked like he was so disinterested. I have to say, I, I, I got a wee bit of that from him yesterday. I just felt he looked so uninterested. I'm now of the opinion that there's no way he's going to be at Rangers next season. I, I, I think he's, he's working his ticket. Uh, on him, should, should we move him on in the summer? Because it looks to me like he's, 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 he's not interested anymore. Funny you should say that because I've, thought for the last few weeks in actual fact that I don't think Morales is a team player. I just get the impression he's not that popular with his teammates. And I'm not sure what I've got or what evidence I've got to to say that. It's just an impression I get that he doesn't you know, he doesn't really care. Some of them do care, um, despite what you read. Um I just get the feeling that he maybe knows he's he's moving on. And it wouldn't really bother me because I, although I can see positives in him, um, some of his misses have just been absolutely horrendous. And I know that you've got to be there, um, you know, to, to miss. You've got to be in the right position to miss, but some of them really have been awful. Can I disagree with that, Christine, to be honest with you? I mean, we've, we've discussed, you know, some of the misses that, that he's, he's had in previous pods and there's no doubt about it. He has that in his game and we're not talking about misses. We're talking about sitters. We're talking about absolute sitters. And there's no doubt that that's a wee kink in his game. And the, the point that you made earlier on about you don't think he's popular within the dressing room, I have to be honest with you, that that thought has crossed my mind as well. Now, I have to go on record here and state because it might feel like I'm sort of bashing the guy a wee bit here. I, I, I rate Morelos. I think he's a really, really good player. But there, there, are, there are vital signs in his game that make me wonder if who could ever get the things out of his game that are causing him problems. I think the petulant side of him is maybe one of them. I, I look at him and wonder if a coach could get through to him. And an example I'll give is Kenny Miller. Right? Kenny Miller, as a younger boy, I always thought was a, was his touch was terrible. His finishing was a wee bit erratic. I saw an improvement in Kenny Miller as a finisher when Alan McCoyce became number two at Scotland. When Walter Smith took over Scotland and Alan McCoyce became number two, 
I saw a real change in Kenny Miller's ability to finish. He became more composed. And I'm convinced, I've got no evidence other than the, the timeline, but I'm convinced that came from McCoy. I look at Kenny Miller and I think he's the type of player that if a coach that, that he respects, obviously, obviously it's no Graham Murray, if someone who he respects and who's played at the highest level is going to sit him down and say, this is what you need to do to improve your game, I think Kenny Miller was the type of player that would take that on board. I wonder about Morelos on that front. I think if any coach takes him aside and says, right, this is what you maybe need to start doing in your game. You're doing this. You need to get that out of your game. I don't know if he's the type of player uh, that would that would take that on board. He seems quite petulant, single-minded, and wants to do things his way. Pete? It's, it's, funny, it's funny you're saying that um, because the, he had one brilliant ball that he put right, he flashed a bit across, across the goal, and there was nobody there to, to touch it in. And I thought, the one person that should have been there to touch that in was Morelos. But unfortunately, he was the one that that, 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 that put it in there. And uh, I actually seen it. I've seen some photos of him uh, at, at training during the week. And I don't know, uh, similarly Scotland's in great weather, but uh, it, it looked like it was about minus 40 degrees he had done a, a half a dozen track shoots with the way he looked, and uh, he had done one of these uh, one of these caps that they wear. And I, I just thought it must be about forty degrees under nil there, the way he's dressed up. <laughs> it seems to be. It seems yeah, it's funny, funny kind of character. It just seems to be. It, it doesn't look as if he's enjoying anything, does he? Yeah, that's. I think that's my main issue with him. As I said, I, I don't want to. I, I don't want to go down the road of making it look like I'm, I'm. I'm trying to hammer the guy here because I do think he's a good player and I think he's done some good stuff for Rangers. I think. Oh, I love him as well. Yeah. I think he's. I think he's great. I mean, he's one player. Maybe my first player on the, on, the, on the list to keep for next season. But he really needs to try and enjoy life. But that's the point. Is is he is he the type of player that's going to take that on board? Is there, is there any coach? I mean, obviously, we've got a fairly strong-minded manager now. You know, if, if, if someone like Stephen Gerrard couldn't get through to him, then I think it would be a case of buying him. But I, that's the one part of Morelos I worry about is is his, his, his sort of mental ability. I just think even even during games when he misses a chance, he just he just looks petulant. He just looks like he's ready to spit the dummy. And, and it's something that's nagged at me with him all season. As I said, I love him. I think he, you know he's, he's so strong. Hard-working player, gets himself into good positions, does so much for us as a player. A couple of kinks in his game on the finishing side. But I think, I think, sorry to, to, to interrupt you, Colin, I think that the, the, he might actually be better playing where the way Cummins played yesterday, playing in, in that gap roundabout from a, a, a real centre forward and playing around that gap uh, about him. I, I don't. I, I question whether he's a real centre forward, and he works. His work rate is is second to none. Let's put it that. that that's uh, and and I think that scoring will come. I mean, he's already scored. Was it seventeen? He's had this this he's, season. He, has, he can score. I don't think there's any doubt about that. But it's the setters that he misses, and and they've all been in vital games. I think that's the issue. And I think you've got a really valid point there as well, Pete. That. Out of the two, out of Cummins and Morelos, I think Cummins is maybe actually a more natural striker. And there maybe is an argument because yesterday it was a sort of 4-4-2 formation, but with Cummins sitting deeper. You know, if, as you say, if you flip that the other way around, you've got someone in Morelos who I think could arguably be better at linking the middle to front, and you've got someone up top who's arguably a better finisher. 
and Cummins and Morelos. But I don't know. I, I, I just, I'm not convinced Morelos is going to be there next season. Uh, Christine, uh, moving on. I was sitting with the boys in the in the in the, the Govan Road, sorry, Govan Road, the, the Govan Stand yesterday, and more than one were sort of groaning about Graham Dorans, and I, I have to say it's it's hard to disagree with him. It, it was a player when he came in last season. I thought that's a that's a that's a strong signing. Another poor performance from him yesterday. I'm I'm actually now thinking I'm struggling to think what, what he actually brings to Rangers. You think he is good enough to beat Rangers? Well, I was quite impressed with him before his injury. I thought he was playing much further forward than he seems to be now. And um, I did like him, but I don't think he's had a good game. And, uh, you know, it was funny with him because normally when you're coming back from a lengthy, a lengthy layoff, you, you know, you're on the bench and you maybe come on for the last half hour or so. But he was straight into the yeah, team. Right and he's... Yeah. he's remain there um, no matter how he plays and I think he's playing too far back I think he's better playing it a wee bit further forward and helping to create rather than you know defend if you like Pete would you agree with that do you think he's maybe he's basically getting played out of position at Ibrox well I'm, I'm not a Dorms fan from what I've seen him I, I didn't know him before he came to Rangers because I don't I don't really follow championship football down in England because I didn't really know him, but I've, I haven't. I can't really. I, no, he played well against Hearts, but I, I can't remember any other game that he's that I've thought. Oh, Dorns is it a great game? So no, he's not my favourite. And uh, for me, uh, he, he, he wouldn't be top of my list. Uh, well, obviously he's got a, he's got a contract with Rangers, so uh, they'll they'll need to keep him. But uh, no, he wouldn't be one of my first team picks for for. For even now, I would I would play Doherty instead of uh, Dorns, to be honest. I, I would agree. Uh, there was there was there was a wee period. I think Christine has a point, and there, there was a wee period when he'd been in the team earlier on in the season. And I think it was against St Johnston away up, uh, up up at Perth. And I think he scored scored either one or two that night, and we won fairly convincingly. And I remember thinking on that night, thinking he's he's starting to come into a game a wee bit, and then he got his injury, and he's. And then he, you know, he was out for you know two, three months. And I agree with Christine as well in respect that it was it was really strange that he was sort of, especially a game it was against Motherwell, you know, a, a robust team, straight back into it, ninety minutes. I thought that was a bit strange, but I I, I really question whether he's good enough to beat Rangers. I suppose that's up to Stephen Gerrard now. He's going to sit down and assess the squad and think if he's got anything there that he can he can keep and and who he wants to shift on. Time will tell, I suppose, but I'd, I'd, I'd have real doubts about Dorans. I, I really struggle to see what he's bringing to Rangers at the moment. Can I just bring in a wee bit, make it a wee bit upbeat and a wee bit more happy? Oh, the, the, upbeat, the upbeat's coming though, people. Coming <laughs> with Stevie G later in the show. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> just about the game yesterday. Wasn't it great to have a manager that seen we were getting run over in the midfield and he put on a third central midfield player? Wasn't that great? I was actually clapping, thinking, oh, oh, great. And uh, and also the other point that I wanted that was really pleased me was a goalkeeper that can come for crosses. That was absolutely... I apart from that double save that uh, Christine talked about, he came for crosses as well. 
And there was one where it was a wee bit dodgy, whether he, yeah, he got his fingers to it. Thankfully, nothing happened. But he had about four or five crosses, I think, that they actually managed to cut out. And I thought, great, a goalkeeper. And I certainly wouldn't have fathered him back in goal this season anyway. He's probably injured for the rest of his season, I believe, so he won't be back anyway. But even if he was, Alan Wick was the number one for me now from now on. Well, again, I, I think that's a fair comment. Ironically, that came up yesterday with the, with the guys I sat with at the game. You know, I, I don't think there's much between the two of them at all. Uh, I, I, I don't see anything that Fodderingham offers that means he's an automatic pick ahead of Yannick, to be honest with you. So, no, I would totally agree with that. But by all accounts, Big Shagger's coming back for next season. So maybe they're, they're, they're both out. You know, if, if, if Alan McGregor's coming back, then I would, I would strongly suspect that he would be our number one next season. But I suppose we'll have to see on that one. Gerard and Shagger, there's going to be some women oh. coming next year, isn't there? <laughs> the place is going to be filled with women. Right, and then we'll see who else he brings in. Once he signs Suarez, it'll be chaos. Anyway, moving on to Stevie G, just slightly before we go into the big announcement uh, and the next topic. When Gerard comes in and 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 looks at the squad, you know that, that, that that's there available to him. Can you see anyone who he thinks, absolutely, I need to keep them, stick on, bang, they're staying, and I'm going to build the team around them? Or do you think he's going to come in and just go, you know what, I need a whole new team here? And that's to both these. So go to you first, Christine. Um, I think probably Ross, Mc- Ross McCrory would come into that category. Um, I think he would be quite impressed and, and definitely play Ross in midfield, not at centre-back. Um We've got Ryan Jack to come back. Um, I think he might be a kind of Stevie G's type of player. Um, and I actually think Doran's played better when when Ryan Jack was was in the, the team. Um, but I don't know. I don't really see any any standouts that you would think, yeah, he's definitely staying. I mean, there's ones that I hope will stay, even if it's to be you know, as a squad player, uh, I, I want Jason Holt to stay because I just want to, I want to adopt him. He's just such a lovely wee guy. Can I just um, say that's not a valid reason to keep anybody? No, in I suppose. Um, <laughs> you can see how I'm struggling here. Um, I, I really don't think, Declan John maybe, don't know. Um, Tav. There's a there's a oh, a quandary, no. isn't it? Yeah, no, but, uh, but uh, I think Tav's best um, not as good as he thinks he is. I, I think Tav's not as good as a lot of people think he is. Mm-hmm. I think he gets away with a lot, but you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I I think he could be. I mean, obviously finances might dictate. You know who has to stay and who goes. I don't know. Uh, Pete, is there anyone there who you think is an automatic? You know, Gerard will think right. I'm building my team around this guy. Well, I think actually Tavernier, I think, would be the the sort of a player Gerard likes because he plays with attacking oh. wing backs. So, um, but as far as from what I've heard, there's three clubs interested in Tavernier, uh, Everton being one. So I would say if we can get a decent price for him, then I would definitely say no, it's uh I would let him go. Can I just uh, just just come back into uh, something that Christine says that Doran's played better when McCrory uh, came in and he moved forward? But see, or, or was she had over Jack? Sorry, when Jack was there. 
But my thoughts of it was when Jack moved forward when McCrory came in, I thought Jack played far better than he did when he was playing the holding than he was playing when the holding midfield. So I would McCrory's a, a no-brainer for me. That's uh, I mean, in his midfield, you just seen it as soon as he came on yesterday. After about three minutes, I think it was, he had a shot at goal. It was about a yard wide, but it sort of a laid a stamp on the game. Exactly, a shot as well. Yeah, yeah, there was an exorcist, an exorcist, so as they said in the telly. Um, so McCrory's definitely, uh, definitely, and Candy, Candy, I said, I'm not sure. I, I think, I would, I think Gerard will give him a chance. And no, obviously, Morelos is, is, is a favourite for me. Uh, I would keep him and try and get him to be happy. Was that that that, that oh. song? I am happy. He needs to he needs to go about singing that the whole day. I'll take some amount of volume for that. I think. But, uh, <laughs> I, I I think it's quite sad that we, we, watching David Bates yesterday. Now there are issues with David Bates' game. I know that, especially sort of when it comes to his distribution and stuff like that. But I think he's proved over the last year or so that he's the best defender at the club. And I I, I, I actually wondered. Uh, I actually put this out there on social media at the time, thinking, how is he feeling now? You know, he's obviously committed himself to Hamburg. There must be a wee bit of him thinking, oh, I've maybe just jumped that wee bit too soon because, you know, who who would not want to work with someone like Stevie Gerrard, you know? And I think it's quite sad because I think someone like Bates might have might have been his type of player, you know? They might, I think Gerrard would have, would have taken to him. Yeah, we all make choices in life, don't we? And some some work and some don't. Well, he's maybe went over to Germany because he knows you're there, Pete. Who knows? Anyway, a <laughs> uh, couple of important games coming up this week. Obviously, Aberdeen on Tuesday night and Hibs on Sunday. Second place still very much available, but, you know, if things don't go our way, we could still finish fourth. Uh, quickly from the two E's, starting with you, Christine, how do you feel about the games this week? Are you feeling confident? Do you think we're going to finish in the top three and get European football? Or are you, like me, and feeling a wee bit nervous about the whole thing? I think up until this week, I was desperate for second place in European football. I'm beginning to kind of change my mind a wee bit in terms of Stevie G, and that's going to be his baptism, if you like, if we qualify for Europe. Financially, I don't know how big a, you know, an issue it is, but part of me thinks, well, maybe if we didn't qualify, it would give him more time to concentrate, get a proper pre-season in and um, maybe get some new players in without being under that pressure of having to qualify in, in the, the group, not the group stages, but, you know, the, the very initial stages of um, qualifying stages, yeah. the qualifying group, uh, stages, yeah. But, um, do you know, I'd like it. I, th- I think I'd still like, you know, weighing up everything, I still think I'd like us to be second. Um, we're obviously going up to Aberdeen, who have failed to score against us this season, even during some of the, the, the really bad, bad times. But we still, you know, we have seem to have a kind of Indian sign over them. Um, I, I hope I'm not speaking too soon. Um, I'm more worried about going to Easter Road. However, I'm thinking if we manage to beat Aberdeen and Hearts do us a favour on Wednesday night, then, you know, it could be a meaningless game. So uh, I'm trying to be optimistic here. Um, and I'm also trying to put my excuses forward in case we don't. <laughs> <laughs> Pete, how do you feel about these last two games? Obviously, a lot riding on them. Well, I think the same. Obviously, the second place would be great. 
Unfortunately, I think that we're going to have to win both games to get second place. Yeah, I would agree with that, yeah. Because who is playing Aberdeen in the last game of the season? I believe Celtic. And, yeah, are Celtic going to do their best? Or are they going to... I think if Celtic can drop Rangers into third or fourth position, they would quite easily lose a game to do it. But, But surely, Pete, for sporting integrity's sake, will do you know they'll go out and play as honestly as they can possibly play does that include uh, trips to japan and things like that who knows who knows what sporting integrity means anymore because i certainly anyway that's great and we'll move on to the topic that we all want to talk about Right, and now it's on to the thing that we all want to talk about. Stevie G is at Ibrox. Steven Gerrard, absolute footballing legend. I have to say, I, I watched the, the the press conference live at 3 o'clock on Friday. When he walked into the blue room, I actually got response. I just thought, oh, this is magic. And, and I, I need to point something out here. I noticed, I think this was deliberate, I noticed that he came in first. You know, it was almost like he was sort of taking responsibility, strolling in and saying, here I am. You know, normally in these sort of occasions, the chairman strolls in first and here's who our new manager is. He came in first and just went, you know, here I am. And obviously some of the, the, the sound bites that he came away with, you know, let's go and all that. Absolutely hyper. I can't even remember the last time I was so hyper eh, about an announcement coming out of Ibrox. So we'll get straight into it because this is what I've been looking forward to all week or, or since Friday anyway. Pete, how excited are you about Stevie G? Because obviously from outside Ibrox and from certain, the usual sort of suspects within the media, there is a lot of negativity. He's no managerial experience, blah, blah, blah. How do you feel about uh, Stevie G coming in? Are you excited? Yeah, well, I'm certainly excited. Well, actually, when we when first discussed, I, I thought, yeah, well, I don't really want him as manager. But obviously as time goes on and he's, he's, yeah, he's now manager, We'll all get behind him, and there's it's a sort of a, like the soonest time, isn't it, coming back into the club? And but the thing is, I think you can put any manager in the world out there with the team we've got just now. I don't think they'll turn the players round about that we've got just now. So they'll obviously tomorrow's meeting where they're going to announce new investment. I think that's probably more important for him than than uh, the, the press conference was during the week because I, th- I think he, he needs something to work with. And at the moment, uh, Rangers are just... The team we've got in the field at the moment, is, yeah, I don't think he's got the, the basis there for a good team. So Chris, sorry to be a wee bit negative. I, I, I'm, no, I'm not buying this, actually. I, I, was, I was actually like, you've just deflated me there, actually. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, Christine, how do you feel about Stevie G coming? you quite excited about it? I'm more excited than that ever been for a while I have to say I think it's fantastic I think we've really really pulled out one of the biggest names in football and all the focus is on Rangers the last two or three days and I think that will continue and that's that has to be a good thing for us I agree with you there Christine I mean it's definitely great the is world worldwide uh, it was in, and even in the, all the Dutch papers, uh, a, a, a large story about it, and it's definitely worldwide. And his the the person Steve Gerrard will bring a hell of a lot to Rangers, and hopefully, and I, I don't buy that 
experience thing with managers because uh, I mean, if you look at the managers that we've had with uh, Paul Le Guin, uh, he had plenty of experience. He won three championships, uh, and then he didn't work. And then you look at Ronald De Boer, four championships with, with Ajax, uh, sacked by Inter Milan and then Crystal Palace. So I, I don't really buy into the experience thing. I think if you're good enough, whether you've got the experience or not, you'll you'll win. You'll, a winner will win. It's as simple as that. So what I, I would I would actually I would tend to agree with that. One thing I will say is I I I think who he appointed as number two is a key thing, and obviously it's Gary McAllister, and we'll, we'll talk about that a wee bit later on. But one thing I will say about Stephen Gerrard, if you look back at the game against Celtic a couple of weeks ago, and every single goal, and the lamentable defending at every single goal. Now, at the end of the game, I text my mate, when it was 5-0, I text my mate, and said, do you think any of those players are scared of the prospect to get into that dressing room to face Graham Murray? And I'll be honest with you, I don't think any of them were. And I'll be honest with you, when it went one nothing to Celtic and the defending from Candias at that 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 goal against, I think uh, Candias would have got away with one of those. And Steven Gerrard would have been shouting at him, right? That's not good enough. You need to be on that. I'm not having that. And if it was two or three nothing at half time, those players would have been petrified, experienced or not, they would have been petrified to go into a dressing room and face somebody like Steven Gerrard because they know that what he what he brings. They know the 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 pedigree that he's got in world football. And I think that's something that it will definitely bring. I think it will bring a bit of fear, a bit of fight, and and have players playing above what, what what they've been playing at before. However, it has been pointed out that he doesn't have any experience. So, is there any element of high risk here, Pete? I, 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 there is an element of risk in every appointment, but is this just let's go for the name, or do you think he could actually? Be a seriously good manager. Oh, I, I definitely think he'll be a good. He could be a serious good manager. I mean, it, he's been taught by most, by the best managers in the world, uh, and he's worked with probably the most attacking manager uh, at Liverpool at the moment. So I definitely think he can be a good manager, and he obviously, with his experience he has as a football player, he obviously knows all the, the ins and outs of the, of the game, and definitely think he, he could be a success. It's all positive for me. I think he's, uh, and even even for Christine, uh, he's a good-looking guy, so she'll probably have that side to it as well. Actually. <laughs> Listen, he's young enough to be my son. I was nearly going to say grandson there, but um, no, son. <laughs> well, I, I did see a good thing on Twitter through the week. You know how when you know Rangers were going through their financial uh, sort of troubles a few years back, Celtic for fans produced a banner that said your 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 grandkids will be will be Celtic fans. And someone put in Twitter through the week there it was Stephen Gerrard sitting in some sunny climate, topless, drinking a beer. You know, he's got oh he's sitting there totally ripped. And the person who put your wives will be Rangers fans. And I quite liked that. That made me chuckle, I must admit. Good one. Aye, I, I must admit, I retweeted it. That's all I'm going to say. Obviously we discussed earlier he's he's appointed Gary McAllister. Now he's got he's got history with Gary McAllister. I was sort of doing a wee bit of research through the week there. McAllister came in and signed for Liverpool when sort of Gerrard had just broke into the first team. And Gary McAllister was sort of credited for developing his game a wee bit. I think the feeling was that Stevie G was a bit rushed and everything they had done. And that Gary McAllister introduced a bit of, you know, you've got more time than you think and think about what you're going to do and introduced a wee bit of sort of patience and, and slowed everything down in his game a wee bit. So he's, he's already had a sort of positive influence on him as a player. 
he had a patchy record though in his own managerial career, Gary McAllister, he was at Coventry, Leeds, Villa, nothing really outstanding there. Are you happy with that appointment? Do you think he could he could uh, you know be the perfect foil for Stevie G? Well, I think one of the, the most crucial things is Stevie G obviously um has a really, really high opinion of him and his abilities. I don't think he would bring him otherwise. Um Gary McAllister's somebody that I always admired as a player. Um he has although he played most of his career um in England, he has had experience of Scottish football. Um and obviously we gubbed his team uh, in nineteen ninety two. But other than that, um no, I th- I think I'll trust Stevie G um to make the right appointment and if he thinks Gary McAllister's the right person, then I'm sure he will be. Pete, you mentioned there earlier on that there was a sort of comparison with Sunas, and I, 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 I think that's obvious. I think that's a valid point. The one thing that Sunas was able to do was was attract a higher quality of player to Rangers. Now, obviously, there was there was you know there was circumstances in play at the time that are not now. One being that the English clubs were banned from from Europe, and he had a wee bit more money than than, than, than Gerard will have, I'd imagine. But do you still think it's possible that he'll attract a higher caliber of player to Rangers than than, than we're able to attract at the moment? Well, I think it, well, I, I wouldn't actually put him with, with Sunis in the same sort of a terms. Uh, as as you said, it's different times. But uh, I, th- I think the the name Stephen Gerrard will certainly be able to attract good, better players. But I think uh, when we come back to McAllister, I think the whole thing is about relationships, isn't it? The, uh, the whole company really should be, the whole club should be a family thing, a, 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 one big family. And I was I was watching, apart from Gerard at Liverpool today in, in the training, and it was all about the, the, the woman that made the dinners, uh, the, the the guy that hangs up the jerseys, the, 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 the ball boys, everybody, yeah, the kit man and the ball boys and everything that... It's all about being one big happy family, and if you're going to work every day and your face is tripping you, like Morelos, <laughs> um, then uh, then uh, yeah, you're not going to be happy, are you? And that I think that's the thing that, that you've got to get good relationships going with everybody and have a happy happy club. And I think if you've got a happy club, good players that enjoy each other's company. Then, uh, then I, th- I think that's more than uh, than buying six million pound player of six million pound players, thirty, forty million pound players, which we're not going to get anyway, even if it is Steven Gerrard. So we might we'll step up a grade probably with with players we can bring in, but I mean Messi isn't going to be coming anytime soon. Well, Suarez might be though. <laughs> anyway, uh, so. <laughs> The one, the one, the one name uh, I have heard being mentioned, and this came from uh, one of the one of the Liverpool fanzines. They were sort of suggesting that Skirtle was going to be his, his his first signing, which they were sort of mocking a wee bit. I don't think he was overly rated down there, but it's certainly addressing an issue that we have at the moment, because obviously our centre halves are outside. Sort of David Bates are, are, are being pretty poor. Christine. What does Steven Gerrard need to do next season? What would you consider a successful season from him next season? Um, I would say 
win a cup, challenge Celtic for the league. I'm not sure, um, depending on the signings, etc. Celtic aren't as good as they think they are. We made them look good in two recent games. Thank but, you. 100% agree. You know, they're not that, the gap isn't that big. And I think, I mean, I'd love to, I'd love for him to do as soon as he come in and win the league in his first year. Maybe that's been a wee bit um, over-optimistic that he'll do that. But we want to put in a real challenge to Celtic next year. Um, we definitely, um, I mean, you know, they've, they're only at seven. So we've got three years to stop ten. People need to remember that. And um, I think maybe winning a cup and a real challenge so that it goes right to the end. And even, you know, if we fall short a little bit, that will be significant progress from this season. You mentioned there about Sunis coming in in his first season and, and winning the league. I'm, I'm going to give you a comparison here and, and, and I'm going to go on record here now and say it, it is going to happen. And this is how. Okay. I was born in 1973 and I was mm-hmm. 13 years of age in 1986 when Sunis arrived. I had had to live with at that point a, a, a horrific Rangers team that never won trophies and regularly finished fourth. Tunis arrived a month after my 13th birthday and within a year we'd won the league. My son has just turned 13 today. <clears throat> Two days after a former Liverpool legend was appointed as manager. He has had a horrible Rangers team up until this point. I am saying categorically here, right here now, he will get his first championship next season. There you are. It's in the stars. It's in the stars. It's written. It is absolutely written. Pete, coming back to you, there was obviously a couple of weeks ago after the sort of shambles at Celtic and all the rest of it, a bit of supporter unrest, a big protest at Ibrox banners and stuff like that. Has King and and the board, my own feeling is they've pulled a wee bit of rabbit out of the hat here. Do you think they've bought themselves some time with this appointment? And obviously off the field, I think they've been doing pretty well. They've been picking a lot of that stuff up. The on the field side has been pretty poor. Do you think that they're pretty much has King pulled an ace out the sleeve? Well, probably with the signing of Gerard is yes, definitely just the the press and the the commercial side of it might also uh, be positive. But I actually had to to laugh at Dave King when he was when he was giving his his speech. Uh, he said, "We've been looking for seven months, and we all we found now the manager that we've been looking for." And then I thought, yeah, but you had Derek McInnes almost there. And I know that they, they were talking to Ronald DeBoer as well. So Frank DeBoer. I'm, I'm sorry, Frank DeBoer, yeah. Um, so I actually had to laugh that, that seven months uh, we've been looking and now we've got the man that we've been looking for. So that, that was Dave King talks a lot of crap at times. I must admit that. But, as I say, Stephen Gerrard, when he was walking in, 7,000 people there cheering him on. And, uh, yeah, he's, he's just got a seven aura about him that, that's, uh, that's going, to bring, going to bring a lot of pleasure to the club anyway. Christine, how about you? Do you think the board have, have, have pulled the rabbit out of the hat with this one? I do. I do. Um, I mean, I've uh, 
been fortunate enough I, I um, speak to some of the board um, at times although I've just lost my main contact but um, do you know I think you're right I mean he did say at the AGM that you had to spend some time to look for a manager and everybody was going down um, the Derek McInnes thing was a shambles and I'm absolutely delighted that it didn't come off if I'm to be honest because we could be stuck with him for the next three or four years uh, and I never wanted him and I, I was glad that we didn't get him. Um, now, I don't know, they may well have spoken to Frank de Boer. I would imagine they would be sending out a range of, of possible candidates but I don't think anybody envisaged that we would get a Stephen Gerrard, uh, you know, somebody with his profile because up until then I couldn't think of any manager that I could say, well, yeah, I want him, you know, unless you're talking about Mourinho and, and you know, the, the, the really top managers in the, the English uh, Premiership that none of them would, you know, they're all in really good jobs, they wouldn't come to us. But um, out of everybody, I'm absolutely delighted at Stevie G. Can't disagree with anything you've both said. The one thing I feel about this is, and it's something that's missed, been missing for Ivers for a while. There's, there's now a feeling of a bit of glamour at Rangers again, you know. And I've heard some people, even Rangers supporters, saying, "Oh, that that's what we've went for." Rather than than a sort of proven managerial candidate, we've, we've went for the glamour. But you know what? We're a glamorous club, and I think we've been lacking that for a long, long time. We need someone with that pedigree. We need someone with that stature leading everyone on. And uh, I'm sure everyone. Every one of the supporters will get behind Stevie G in the, in, in the following years. And finally, just put a wee word out to Sir Alex Ferguson, obviously a former player of Rangers, who is critically ill in hospital right now. Everyone at Jersnet wishes him a speedy recovery and hopes he pulls through okay. That's all from us here at the Jersnet podcast for this week. Thanks for listening in. And if you've enjoyed it, please share on the usual social media forums. Get the word out there, Twitter, Facebook, all the rest of them. A big thanks to David and Christine for their contributions tonight, and especially Christine on her debut. Big thanks also to Graham, our audio engineer. Big week coming up for Rangers, Aberdeen on Tuesday night, and then we finish off at Hibs next week. We'll cover all that in next week's pod, so look out for that. Also, if you're looking for some Rangers news or Rangers-related banter, get yourself on to Jersnet and the forums at www.jersnet.co.uk. If you've enjoyed this, get it out there on all the usual forums, Twitter, Facebook. Hope you have a good week and thanks for joining us.